This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This week and every week, we'd like to thank our executive producer donors, Amy Tate, Danny Bell, and DJ Sutherland, who are more than just good people. They're the best. This week, we'd like to thank our Indiegogo backers, Rebecca Page, Richard and Regine Schulte, Rena C., R.J. Mayo, Samira Anatharam, Sam Percy, Sarah Carroll, Shane Chang, Stephen Boyd, Steve Smith 109, Tal Manier, Harek Syed, Cod Hill, Tracy Syed, never heard of her, Virginia Hunt, Whitney Johnson, Yasir Khan, and Zoe McAdam, all of whom are honored guests at the Christopher Hollanday's wedding. And that's canon. This episode features adult language, discussions of death, discussions of familial and medical abuse, loud noises, and large crowd scenes. Arden is brought to you by Wayface Industries, who have not engaged in systemic programs of maliciously manipulating farmers and misappropriating incredibly serious legal ideas for their own ends. Because that would be wrong. The good people. It means something. Oh, hey! Podcast Pro Bea Casely. Town called Elsinore. I liked it. Thank you. An incisive commentary on the death of the American dream, says the Los Angeles Times. Bold, brilliant, thoughtful, says Polygon. Uh, uh, anyway, looks like she's waiting for you. Bea Casely. Julie Capson. I don't know why I said your name like that. Weirdly formal. I liked the old nemeses greeting each other vibe of it. How's it been? It's been a very strange year for me. I used to think you folks gave me a raw deal, but I didn't end up in a coma, so I suppose I got off easy. I'm not apologizing for that. It really wasn't our fault. I mean, you could blame Clyde and Trudy if you want. You could blame Dana if you want. You could blame that town, even. But you can't blame us. We tried to help. You really did. Then why are you here? Wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas. Okay, Merry Christmas. You good? No. Then what? I was hoping you would say it wasn't my fault. You were hoping that I would say it wasn't your fault. It's also been a while. 
We hit it off so well last time. Aha. Uh -huh. Look, okay. Yeah. It wasn't your fault. You did what you could to tell a good story. And when it was time for you to change tactics and try to save a woman you thought was in danger, you did that instead. Congrats. Good job. You deserve every award. I remain unconvinced. Okay then, how about this? The act of telling a story changes that story. The act of becoming a part of it changes it even more. It gets formed and altered by your presence. So what? Woodward and Bernstein just shouldn't have reported on Watergate? I didn't say that. I didn't even say you shouldn't have told this story. You exposed real corporate wrongdoing. You took down powerful people. Journalism, you did it. As much as I appreciate having a visitor, why are you talking to me about this? I'm going back to Elsinore. It's for Lorena's wedding. Your ex? Okay, look, I genuinely do not care about this but you really should not go. Lorena's marrying Teresa Hollanday's high-stakes negotiator, right? Yes. How did you know that? Teresa's a semi-regular on remembering forgotten memories now. And the fact that the new season is about contract negotiations was a big tell. I wouldn't know. I don't listen anymore. One of the few podcasts available to us here in prison. It's ostensibly educational. Oh. Is Arden available? No. Weird, Lorena invited you to her wedding. She never would have gone to Elsinore if not for me. Oh, Bea, we could see this was all fate. Yay. Maybe it was fate. You're with Brenda now, right? No, of course. Oh, I, I just assumed if you weren't with Lorena that... Wrong assumption. Sorry. Somehow, I don't think you came here to get advice from me on your romantic life. Why are you here, Bia? Do you ever think about that night? Christmas 2007? The night I committed several crimes and disappeared? It's come up. I've been thinking about ghosts a lot lately. Think maybe the longer you live, the more likely you are to become a ghost. New ghost mythology. I like it. No, a, a ghost who's alive who eats and breathes and walks around and talks to people, but they're stuck somewhere in time and they can't get away from it. Somebody says something or they have a stray thought and they're right back there, haunting the edges of their own life. Except they can't tell the story anymore. They can only watch it forever. Yeah, it's kind of like that. So I guess what I wanted to know from you was, I mean, the reason I wanted to come. I guess I wanted to ask, am I bad at this? Like journalism. You're very good at journalism. I'm not sure you're that great at some other things. That's what I was afraid of. You don't have to go to her wedding. I know, but it'll make great radio. Bia. My god, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard. 
That's time, ladies. Have a great Christmas, Bia. Try not to fake your own death. And try... Try to take it easy on yourself, okay? By the way, I sold my life rights to producer Jackson Dogberry, and he might reach out to ask a few questions about how you found... Life rights? Shit. Julie? Get back here, Julie! Shortly before Easter Sunday, 2019, I met the most enchanting woman in a Montanan book club. She had forgotten her book, and when I offered her my copy, we jokingly haggled over the price of salt. This quickly turned into a tense high-stakes negotiation, and though I couldn't accept her final offer, a date, I knew then that I never would be able to say no to her again. Join us, won't you, as we are bound together forever. All thanks to Arden. Hey! Over here! Hey! Ooh, love the hair. Really? Yeah, I thought I'd try something new. It's so brave of you to go for that style when we both got Dad's forehead. You're taking it back. Like the sign? B-Brain Casely. You remember how when you were nine, you said what you wanted for Christmas was to be picked up at the airport by a man holding a sign with your name on it? Well, Merry Christmas, nine-year-old Bia. I hope the people of Montana hold a recall election and toss your ass. My approval rating is 74%. Is that everything? Because I'm not here just to give you a ride. I've got a mystery to solve. I'm on holiday break. You know, I can't be solving mysteries. Did somebody say mystery? Here she is, ladies. <laughs> Teresa? Hollandaise? High stakes negotiator. I couldn't think of who else to call. Ah, yes. The crack team at Arden Detective Agency. My dear friend, the lieutenant governor. Who had to call us. Yeah. What's the problem? Lorraine has just disappeared. I came home last night at the front door to our house. It was open. God, everybody here owns a house, don't they? It was standing open with the snow blowing in. Inside were scattered rose petals and an open wine bottle. It was very cis-heteronormative, which she knows is my key. Did she leave any indication of where she might have gone? Just this. Some came running home from the hill. Bells are ringing. The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse? And then several question marks. That's her handwriting, all right? <laughs> I have no idea what it could mean. I tried to report her missing, but the police said it sounded like a domestic squabble and she probably got cold feet. Can you believe that? Do you think she got cold feet? Wow, everybody's looking pointedly at me. See? The implication is that you, yourself, had cold feet just a few months ago. When actually, well, take the case, was... Teresa. Bea Casely and Brenda Bentley in The Missing Bride. It's December 30th, 2019. Just over eight months since we were last in Elsinore. Christmas lights twinkle from windows. But Main Street is a little smaller and a little sadder. Bart's taxidermy is shuttered, permanently closed. Next door, Johansson's Yard and Yarn advertises a going-out-of-business sale. 
The Hamill Hills fire has surely had its effect this on this again. I mean, look at it. Really look at it. Yeah. Oh. Feels smaller. To see something dying right out from under you. Imagine seeing it every day. You know this wasn't just the ranch, right? Whatever's killing this place was set in motion long before Dana Hamill showed up on the scene. She just tried to kill it right back. Now who's valorizing her violence? I didn't say you were valorizing her. Just... In my memories, this place is so alive. And now, maybe you've changed. Have you? No, oh, you'd like that, wouldn't you? No. The bar is still open. Let's check in there. Lorena won't be in the bar. Well, I want a drink. Come on. Wayface Industries, the bad people. No, too much. Wayface Industries, it's a living. No, that might make people think about death. Wayface Industries, as certain as death and taxes. No, that might make people think about taxes. Hey, I just saw DJ walk in. They said they saw Rosalind this morning? Oh, yes. Rosalind and I flew in late last night. She drove with me to the studio around dawn. Then she fiddled around the archives and said she had an errand to run. Then she was gone. She shouldn't be alone. Not at the sight of one of the worst things to happen to her. Maybe she didn't leave. Have you checked every corner of this room, every nook and cranny, all three dimensions? She's always where you least expect her. Yeah, I carefully scanned the ceiling. Oh, she was wearing her waypods, so we'll track her and check her vital signs. Well, that's horrifying. Ha! Found her. She's in the trash can at Main and First. Or she just threw her waypods away. Hmm. I shouldn't have made them removable. But don't worry, Pamela, we will find her. I hope so. We were supposed to meet about a letter of recommendation, and I would hate for her to miss that January 1st deadline. Ooh, good. Conflict. Wait, is conflict good if we're not recording? Wayface Industries, the bad people? Okay, that hardly seems fair. Well, public confidence in our essential goodness has been flagging since the underwater casino fiasco. Nothing could cause me more anguish than if people started saying, Wayface Industries, the good people, with a sarcastic inflection. So, I've been brainstorming a rebrand. A barnacle on the planet's hull? It has a gravitas to it. Mm, yes. But do you worry it comes off as elitist? Well, the Arden folks return to kill again. <laughs> Can I get you gals anything? Have you seen Lorena Christopher? Do you know her? Flowing hair, a knowing smile? Oh, the one with the sexy voice. Yeah. I'll have a little champagne for the new year. You're a day early. I don't let some calendar tell me when I'm allowed to celebrate the year. New Year's is a scam holiday. No meaning behind it. Treat Every day like a new day. Well, imagine that. Bea, darling, you've returned to kill again. <laughs> Hello. We have not returned to kill a- Oh, Helen Fairfield, the lawyer. Good to see you. Right on the money. I am named Helen Fairfield, and I am a lawyer. And I love the hair. Very back to the future, too. Thank you for taking such a delicate touch to Dana's story. 
Nelson has been smug at home about my client premeditatively murdering his clients on a live stream. Ooh, yikes. No, I kid. He's been an angel about it. That's the thing about love. When someone knows how to put the playfully argumentative banter aside and be real. Anyway, I was in town dropping some papers off with Ms. Breckenridge about the story. We're, uh, we're looking for Lorena Christopher. Do you know her? Here, look at this. Some came running home from the hill. Bells are ringing. Oh! Then the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Well, this makes sense. Is this a cult thing? Can we go one week without uncovering a conspiracy? You aren't familiar with Vincenti Minelli? The director? He went on a run in the late 50s and early 60s. Some came running's a personal favorite of mine. A visionary. I have some recent and extremely specific personal trauma around the concept of cinema. Not to quote Leonard Maltin's 2011 movie guide, but Minnelli was fond of big, romantic moments peppered with the bittersweet angst of real life. Does that help? It does sound like Lorena. Wait, Helen, wasn't Benny in here saying they had a report about a woman, uh, in her pajamas, uh, riding a horse down Maine? Sure, but if a woman wants to ride a horse like a sleepy Lady Godiva, that's her prerogative. A big gesture, like the flash mob. (gasps) Horse flash! No. What a lead. A horse, Godiva, Minnelli, and a drink. Weddings, are they worth the risk? I am not reading this. Now, now, you've rather gotten off the advertising beat. We need to get back into that classic beer and Brenda Groove, and it may be cathartic to read an ad together. I mean, I am not reading this. Let Brenda read it. I do love weddings. And I didn't recently break up an engagement. Well, I didn't help, but there were contributing factors. Wayface Weddings provides all the services of a normal wedding planner while also offering the nuclear option. I've learned but one thing from this Waydate enterprise, and that is that one should have a nuclear option ready at all times. You'll have a ready-made stand-in. You know, Lorena and Teresa got together after they were with you and me? I don't know if you were with Teresa. Mm, it's rather like we lost in the semifinals, yes? And then the two teams that won went on to the finals to see who the ultimate champion will be. Have you been to a wedding? Someone is vanquished, yes? This explains the posters promising to reveal the victor. I thought it was one of those things where in the end, love wins. No, I genuinely assumed there would be feats of strength. At least a cake-eating contest. Okay. You'll have a ready-made stand-in should your marriage fall apart. A professional hot person... Professional hot person? We'll take photos with you in your wedding finery so you'll always have a record of how good you looked on your big day. The happiest day of your long, unforgiving life. And just wait until you see our dove drones. They'll shriek into the sky, then come home to roost. This sounds terrifying. Andy, I truly hate all of these products. Oh, Bea, that's just the hot egg talking. Wayface Industries. The love, people. I love it. not it. Well, 
here I am. Oh, God damn, it's cold. This is Dana Hamill. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Six o'clock news here. <laughs> well, I can't exactly go, this is Dana Hamill. Oh, I like that. This is Dana Hamill. <laughs> with my ex and my mom and stepfather's yard and I'm trying to be a singer-songwriter oh and I preserved the place my father died in pristine condition oh trust me I know what a reporter's gonna see when Via Casely gets here she's gonna take one look at me and see a Peabody uh, I mean I'm a reporter yes but you're different you're not here to gawk. You care. Is it wrong that I want to say, oh, shucks? <sighs> no. Oh, shucks. Do you know how many people you get in your life who see you, Rosalind? And not the story of you they've decided you're living. You know, no matter what happens when everybody from Arden gets here, you did see me. And thank you for that. Okay, come on over, said a spell. <laughs> Let me teach you some more chords. They're gonna see you soon. I promise. I'll make them. And when no. you nail your fucking Fuck, uncle to the Listen, pal, I hope you, I hope some part of you appreciates this. I mean, it's pretty poetic, <laughs> you have to admit. Oh, thank God! Ah, the ghost! Rosalind? Rosalind Ursula? It is I, Lorena Christopher! Lorena, how on earth did you get into the... Wait, where, where's all the corn? And the... Gross blood stuff. Where's all of Dana's evidence? I don't have the slightest idea. I assume they're cleaning this out to put it to use. Lucky me, someone put a space heater here. I could have frozen to death. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why are you staying in a grain bin? Is this another kinky cis heteronormative thing? Goodness, no. Uh, I don't think. This is going to sound ridiculous, but I promise it's completely true. I was taking out the garbage last night. And I saw her, Dana's lovely horse. Chrysanthemum? The moment took me. I had a piercing thought that if I rode a horse into the wedding, it would be the grandest gesture of all. Uh, so what, you kidnapped a horse? Oh, more like she kidnapped me. And she brought me here like she wanted me to see something. So I crawled in the bin, and the door slammed shut, and, well... I know it looks cleaned up, but you don't want to spend the night here. Around dawn, I saw something. A figure or shadow or... scared me half to death. I'm, I'm sure it was a trick of the light. Wait. Did... did you see the ghost? Hey! Who the hell are you? 
I saw you on the camera, creeping around. Hands up, I've got a shovel, and I will use it. Oh, thank goodness, Brad. Lorena? Now, who else? Oh, Rosalind Ursula. You shouldn't be Rosalind here. Rosalind saved me. I was stuck in that bin, and without food or water, I could have died. What was she doing out here in the first place? I assume she was on the hunt for me, and the trail led right here. I was burying her. Dana. Dana's not dead, just in a coma. And that's not a person. It's a backpack. Those must be the tapes. The ones with Dana on them. Olivia, I... I'm sorry. I shouldn't have come out here. I... No. You shouldn't have. I just thought... I thought... I thought... I miss her so much. I, I know I shouldn't, but... Can I see that? The headphones? Oh, it's nothing. It's just the um, first time she actually let me put her on tape. It's nothing. Oh, I like that. This is Dana Hamill. Well, you can't say she didn't know how she was going to come off. You know, I have a shovel. All one needs for a grade-A burial. Oh, <laughs> no, um, please, no, don't do anything on my account. I'm, it was silly. I'm, I'm silly. I'm... No, let's do it. Brad, get Lorena up to the trailer to warm up. Rosalind and I are going to put Dana to rest. <sighs> well, that's probably deep enough. Maybe. If the plow digs it up, I'll just bury her again. It would honestly be fitting. You have anything you want to say? Sweet dreams, buddy. Oh, God, that was awful. You got anything? <laughs> this spot, looking out over the ranch back toward the bluff, she'd have liked it better than she deserved, honestly. But she's not here. She's at the hospital. She's not in these tapes. You sure? I mean, there are more things in heaven and earth than... Than a voice on tapes. No. Nothing. What? Oh, something Dana told me once, but I lost it. It's gone. She's probably just gone. I'm just so fucking mad at her. I'm so fucking mad. I mean, she used me, Olivia. She used me, and I just wanted to help her. And she just wanted to burn. Dana didn't use you. She liked you. And that's just it. When Dana made up her mind about you, her mind was made up. Lucky for you. Lucky for you. <laughs> sure. <sighs> this is just a hole in the ground. It doesn't belong to anyone. But we're here. We dug it for us. This moment is for us. We can take it without Dana's permission. What the hell is that? Oh, hey, it's just... I told you horses have amazing homing instincts. Chrysanthemum wanted to come back home. Ergo, here she is, and Lorraine is up at the trailer, and... Hey, 
horses do not have amazing homing instincts. You know nothing about them. B. There's more than one horse, so even though your assumption about chrysanthemum proved correct, it is not, in fact, stellar detective work. C. What the hell is Rosalind doing here? Gotta admit, the glow of the headlights gives us the burying a body out back under cover of night feeling I miss at most funerals. Yeah, I feel like I should be making a deal out at the docks. You know, I started learning guitar. Yeah, and I got back to Los Angeles. Even wrote a song. Not good yet, but... <sighs> when I play guitar, I miss her less. I'm not sure if that makes sense. You paid for guitar lessons to keep her memory alive. <sighs> I bought a fucking ranch. Ah, there's my problem right there. I lack commitment. That's your problem. Oh. Holy shit, Liv. Holy shit, that's... Is that... Yeah, it is. God, what a beautiful fucking horse. Huh. Really is. Hey, Chrysanthemum! Come on back to me, girl. Come on! Uh, we should probably catch her, right? I mean, a horse shouldn't be out on their own in winter. I mean, I I assume it doesn't seem like a thing they do. Uh, you'd have to ask Bea. No, you're right. She should be in a barn where it's warm and safe. Something broke in her after the fire. We catch her, she gets out, and she always heads southeast. I don't know what's southeast. Something new, I guess. Go. Go, Chrysanthemum. Run! Run! Oh, it was worth a shot. What are you doing? I, I don't know, but whatever she's looking for isn't here. It's gone. She's gone. Yeah. Yeah. She... Run, Chrysanthemum, run! Before they catch you! She'll be fine. She knows where to go. Yeah. Yeah, she'll be fine. God, look at her go. Hmm. Look at her go. And then I saw her, bright auburn in the glow of the headlights. Chrysanthemum, gorgeous, all rippling horse flesh and, <sighs> yes, 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 ha ha ha, I'm a horse girl. I grew up in Montana and I loved horses and if he brought one in here right now, I would probably just die. If you want to start riding a horse to the studio, we could surely make arrangements. No, we couldn't. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go with this one. You deserve happiness in your life, Bia. You deserve special horse parking. Oh, and we, we could have a little goat or something, too. Maybe even a duck, eh, Andy? Oh, heavens no. You would just fly away. <laughs> the gallant fellow. I'm not flying back to L.A. Please don't tell me you're staying in Montana to form an ace-accepting polycule with Olivia and Brad, where the three of you will learn to rebuild a ranch as, like, a trust metaphor. Because I would watch that show, but I don't think it's best for you. Tell me more of this ranch as metaphor. Do you have an outline for the series? No! No, 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 no. I do not want to move in with Dana's ex-wife or live in a burned field. I'm headed back east. In New York. I have a... 
applied to some culinary schools and uh well, you know not to sound cocky but i'm pretty amazing so i'll probably get in plus uh <coughs> pamela knows guys so that's great news cook by day crime by night andy andy that's the show no show no crime no panopticon i don't want to dig through people's worst moments anymore I'm good at being a detective, and I won't say I don't love it, but I want to love more things, and I don't want to get trapped by the thing that I love for lack of imagination. I hear you, Rosalind. This was... This was heartbreaking. But that doesn't mean our being here was wrong. Next time, we'll try to pick a case where nobody can get hurt. Oh, like an art forgery or something. Big money, no blood. Jewel thieves. Oh my god, I want to do a season about jewel thieves. Oh, and I want that for you, Pamela. You told Dana's story honestly, as she was. I think you might be too young to appreciate how proud you should be. And you're telling me you're going to give up the dames and drama of detecting? I'm complicit in a triple homicide. That wasn't your fault. Still. You know, I got hundreds of potential cases for season two. Really heartfelt and interesting stuff. Good people who deserve justice. But I picked Dana. I saw this woman who was brilliant and big and bright as the sun and the saddest girl in the fucking world. She got stuck, and no one would help her. And I wanted to help her. To put her out into the world. But... Dana wanted to go down with the ship. And I don't. You can keep trying to convince me, but you're fighting a losing battle. I talked about it with Pamela. And Pamela has the answers. She does! It was her idea to replace herself as host to her own call-in advice show with a seer who gives dire portents of doom live on air. It's very thrilling. I just think you should think for a second. Go and live your life, Rosalind. Okay. Yeah. But there's always a spot for you open at Arden Detective Agency. If you're looking for one. Always. Thank you. I... <laughs> Thank you. So, as I was saying before Bea interrupted me, there I am, clinging to the back of a horse in my slippers, sailing across the open terrain. I thought I was going to die. It was really quite alarming. <laughs> Where is that, sir? I appreciate the meal, but I really want to get home to my wife-to-be. Oh, I can drive you home. This should cover my meal. No, no, I'll drive you. I'm gonna have to learn to work without the world's best assistant. I could go for another coffee. Well, then I'll stay with you. Watch the shadows. I just want to be with friends. Do thank you for the ride. I, I'm so embarrassed. I never should have been so stupid as to think I could ride a horse. <laughs> she makes me feel that way, though. Stupid, 
Heedless. Sounds nice. Hey, I'm happy for you. I am. I wasn't sure whether to come. If you'd be standing there tomorrow thinking, Oh god, I wish she wasn't here, it's so weird. Bia, I am not going to be thinking of you at all. <laughs> you think I only exist when you're looking at me. You always have. I did love you. Fiercely. And you took advantage of that. It didn't work out with us. And it did work out with Teresa. Why can't that be enough? Because it's not. Because she will always, always wonder if she was a consolation prize. And I know she's not. I hope I can convince her of that someday. I had it in my head that you would say it was fate. That you never would have met Teresa if I hadn't gone to Montana. What's that George Eliot line? Destiny stands by sarcastic with our dramatis personae folded in her hand. One of the most beautiful descriptions of fate committed to the page. Wow, you had that at the ready. Middle March is my favorite novel. I posted that quote on my and Teresa's joint Instagram account under a picture of us, which is probably where you got the idea. <laughs> Here I thought I could sound smart for once in a conversation with you. <laughs> Conversations aren't contests, Bia. <sighs> this is our house. Just look at it. It's beautiful. So you do concede that it was fate? That dating me led you to Teresa? Yes, yes, you are the most important person alive, and I am so honored to have known you. Now, it is after midnight, and it is my wedding day. And I have to be up early to finish editing the In Memoriam. And I assume the mouse puppeteering you under your hair has also had a long day. Now, <laughs> now you reference a modern movie. Lorena? Honey? Well, would you look at that? The love of my life waiting at the door. Thank you again for the ride. Try not to screw things up with Brenda. I am not together Try with Brenda. Try not to screw things up with Brenda. Honey bun, it was the horse. The horse took me. Well, that horse has made an enemy of Teresa Hollandaise. I fix negotiate. Good news, Pamela. The missing dove drone is in San Francisco. It is roosting. Why are you mounting all the tiny microphones in the bouquets? Since Wayface Weddings is putting on this shindig, and since Wayface Weddings has no actual employees, only dove drones, I suppose I felt like belling you out one more time. Ah, you need an intern. You know... I have a notion. Nope. No, 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 no. You better not build me an intern. Or is this about the slogan? What is it this time? Wayface Industries. Balanced atop an infinite number of turtles. Wayface Industries. We put the face in Wayface. Wayface Industries. Who's got the pain when we've got the mambo? Wait, wait, wait. You're, you're going too quickly for me. Say that turtle one once again. You know what? <laughs> not the point. It's become clear to me that Wayface Radio is taking up too much of my time. We ran five separate Wayface Industries' sorry ads in 2019. A new record. I should focus on other divisions. I want you to be executive director of Wayface Radio. 
everyone will report to you. And you can be as involved with the nitty-gritty as you like. I've always had an eye for talent. And you, Miss Pig. Gosh, Andy, I'd love to say yes, but I need to talk it over with my father. Think of a salary you believe to be fair. Let me know what sort of team you'd require. My husband really wants to have a baby, is the thing. Well, with Wayface Dayface... Okay, that's a really terrible name for a daycare. You wouldn't be the only working mother in the company. We have a support system. Even so, I mean, taking this job, God, it would just, it would mean postponing things. It would mean, I need to talk to him. I, I, I mean, I look hot and gorgeous, but I'm technically not getting any younger, so I shouldn't just decide for the both of us. Yet, you already have. Or, you wouldn't be making excuses. Figure out what sort of bonuses your husband needs to be convinced, and get back to me. Besides, money will help raise the baby. Or make one, if what I've read is true. Hell, if you become rich enough, you could just pay for a child. Whatever this is, I had nothing to do with it. Couldn't I have just seen you at the wedding? Ha! I love Lorena and Teresa. But going to my sister's ex's wedding? Inappropriate. Could cause a political scandal. Nope. I'm driving up to Missoula. Spend New Year's with the fam. Oh, you should come up after the wedding. Bring the new girl. Brenda. (laughs) I'm not dating Brenda. And besides, Mom and Dad would loathe her. And that would be a hoot to watch. (laughs) Before I forget, tell and call Elsnore. Oh, God, what? Can I expect 15 pages of notes in my email? Of course not. I loved it. It's terrific. Even Mom and Dad said so. Well, Mom thought you speak too quiet. But we all thought you'd got Montana, right? I did grow up here. Sort of. Come to Missoula. Let Mom pinch your cheeks. And seriously, bring the new girl. I know you, Bia. You're going to be a wreck at this wedding. You are definitely bringing her home. You seem in high spirits. Quitting agrees with you. Oh, well, got up early, drove into the foothills a little way, watched the sunrise. It's a new day here in Elsinore, Montana. I'm really gonna miss you. We could try being real friends instead of work friends. Get coffee, jam sessions. This is a huge get for you. I I don't do non-work friends. I'm too busy at work. I'm touched. Look, I really dropped the ball. I was a bad friend and I feel bad about it. And I'm sorry. I'm gonna make it up to you, I swear. My resolution. You don't believe in New Year's resolutions? Well, except- Finish writing Alas Mothman? Yeah. I'm still working on it. So keep that resolution and don't add any new ones. But if you really want to make it up to me, start the new year with a clean slate. You're in Alto, right? I, Lorena Christopher, take thee, Teresa Hollandaise, to be my lawfully wedded wife. To have. God, I'm a mess at weddings. Is it just me, or is this shockingly well-produced? Pamela, did you do this? 
Did you make this happen? And I tracked down the dove drones. <laughs> Should I get some wedding planning? If you're looking for a new job, you'd be good at it. Please don't be looking for a new job, though. What would I be without you? About that. You are all being so disrespectful and right now. though true love may not be a Wayface Industries guarantee, all of my finest oracles and scribes see only love and happiness for this lovely couple here. And death and destruction for the rest of us. Woe to the dark-hearted. Woe to the loveless and the lost. may we say a few words? Of course. We'll circle back to the dire portals. Teresa and I are so thankful to have all of you here on our special day. And we'd like to thank a few people specifically for making this possible. Oh my God. She's not gonna... First, our $100 patrons. Amy Tate, Alex Welch, Richard Shelton, Asher Casey. Come on, man. At our $50 tier, Cassie well, Bell, Danny Can't say they aren't made Jill for each other. <laughs> Michelle Agresti. So I wanted to get a whiskey sour. Can you make it with, um, do you have the, the egg whites? Or oh, excuse me. Uh, Sorry, pardon. <laughs> Look at me, Bia, dancing with both brides. Yeah, just make it the old-fashioned way. Bia! Not, not an old-fashioned, though. That's a different joke. Join just us, make it, won't you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Strictly monogamous when it comes to dancing. I have a perfect joke and an even better, oh, what's the word? dunk on your hair than the mouse puppeteer thing. But I will not ruin this lovely moment. Congrats again. Really. Good luck. You okay? Yeah, I think so. Oh, you said you wanted to talk to me about something? They can wait. Enjoy the night, okay? I'll try. You don't want to be alone on New Year's, do you? Should you get me the I would like to have a scotch, but I want the scotch to be over here, half put with a sprite. Thank you so much. Uh, congratulations, Teresa and Lauren. It's good that you're doing this. Gosh, I got that specifically ordered from last week. I know and sir. why they sit on certain No, I am not. I am not the too drunk. Uh -huh. It's about well, monkeys. Well, of course you can tell me out. Not there quite yet. Look at them out and, there. Well, some people call it audio. Oh, what a pair. It's almost midnight, everybody. And as our $25 good luck in 2020 patrons know, you have to be here when the clock strikes 12 to be sure your next year will be unforgettable. Good for them. Good.
Oh, dear God. Are you just standing there waiting at the door for whomever comes through it? Good to see you, too. Leaving before midnight? Thought I'd get an early start on my drive to Missoula. I'm gonna surprise my family. Arriving as if from out of nowhere on a snowy morning. Like in a coffee commercial. Ooh, like the one where the brother and sister clearly want to do it? Gross. What are you doing out here? I thought you loved weddings. I do. But, as I mentioned last night, I also hate New Year's Eve. The balance has well and truly tipped over, Casely. Well and truly. So you're lurking outside of one, instead? Well, if there's one thing I can't resist, it's hearing people count down from ten to one, so you can see my predicament. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to Missoula. The least I can do is spend New Year's with my family. They're the only one I've got. Wow. You should put that on a t-shirt. I know. Profound, right? (laughs) Paisley, the look on your face. You really thought you were the first person to ever think of. Your family's the only one you've got. No. But it's true. It's true, and we act like it's not. Yeah? You just described every cliche ever. I guess being back here in Elsinore, being out at that ranch, I remember the first time I saw it. Dana took me up on the bluff at sunrise. She tried to show it to me the way that she saw it. And it was beautiful, but she was willing to die for it, to kill for it. And it was just a ranch. Yeah. You almost died there. Yeah. I almost watched you die there. When you ran into that fire... Casely, I'm fine. I just really... I really... didn't want you to die. That's all. Oh. So we're actually going to talk about it then? While you were in there, I didn't think about how we'd slept together. Or how you didn't hesitate to run in there. No. I thought, oh, she was gone, but she came back, and you didn't even try to get to know her better. I see you every day, but I don't see you, you know? Prepare for a thrilling life story. I grew up in rural Oregon, a town called Tillamook. Yes, like the cheese. Our high school mascot was a cheesemaker, and you're already looking it up. Well, that's true. Rural Oregon. That must have been hard. Why? I mean, you know. Are you suggesting that in small towns there's some sort of insidious American ideology of punishing otherness? Be it foreigners, people of color, or the queer community? And as a mixed-race lesbian of Arab descent, I got this especially hard? Something like that? It wasn't bad. People left me alone. I intimidated them. I lettered in dang volleyball. Why volleyball? Jessica Hawks. She was a senior. I was a sophomore. I would bump. She would set in more ways than one. 
She told me not to tell anybody. I thought maybe I'd somehow found the one other girl who was into girls in the whole state of Oregon. And maybe someday I'd leave to move to Minneapolis and be among the other lesbians. Minneapolis. I terribly misunderstood the Mary Tyler Moore show. You know, I think I was into Phyllis. This explains absolutely everything. Anyway, she broke up with me after a couple of months of furtive making out in the equipment room. I met other girls. She married some guy. They seem happy. As things go, it could have been better. could have been worse. My first kiss was this boy up on my grandparents' ranch. Monty Birch. Yes, I did read your MySpace poem to Monty, who broke my heart. I fell hard for him. I was 15. Enormous braces. Bigger glasses. He was 16, so tall and cute. We'd go riding up in the hills around the ranch, and one day he kissed me as the sun set. My first kiss. It was perfect. When summer ended, he said he'd call. He never did. After a dozen voicemails, I took the hint. After that, I spent summers in Boston. I never saw him again. Arden 3. The search for Monty Birch. They return to kill again. (laughs) (laughs) So, Montana, Boston, I still don't entirely understand that. Where did you grow up? Both. It was important to my parents that I impress the East Coast elite. They shipped me off to boarding school. I'm waiting for you to say nothing about this surprises me. Jesus, that's fucked up. My dad said his career stalled out because he didn't know the right people. And that wouldn't happen to his kids. I did make my dreams come true, so... But did I cry the whole plane ride there? And most of my first semester? Yes. I would have given you a hug. I think I would have liked little Bia. Don't commit yourself to that. I was already so much myself. I had to write an essay to get into boarding school. And I was just old enough to know what I thought great writing was, but not old enough to know anything else. The title was, On Being Happy in the Middle of Nowhere. (laughs) Oh my god. I felt so alone all the time here. At least at school I could feel like it was for something. So you stopped coming back? The first few summers I came back home, yeah. Then I started finding excuses to stay. My family became an accessory in my life. And then I just started saying I was from Boston. Montana was just a weird thing that I'd done that one time. Like trying recreational drugs. A license plate slogan if ever I heard one. And then I went up on that bluff. And a murderer taught you to love it all over again. Is that where we're heading? Stop. Dana convinced herself this was the only place that mattered. I convinced myself it was a place that didn't. I tried to pretend that part of my story wasn't real. 
But I cried. I cried the whole way to Boston. She was lying to herself, yeah. But I was lying to myself, too. Dana was... She liked running at walls to see if that was a good way to find some bricks. Someone I care about very much once suggested I was like that. I get it, Casely. The middle of nowhere makes you earn your place. But once you have it, no one can take it away. Places, people, they disappear in the city. No one remembers they were there. I felt that way for a long time. But it's not about the space. It's about the people that inhabit it. You can feel lonely surrounded by land, or you could feel lonely surrounded by people. It's the same kind of alone. I wonder what would have happened if those two had been a little kinder to each other from the word go. They hadn't always expected the worst. Dana and Trudy? Trudy took advantage of her daughter's mental illness at best and was deeply abusive at worst. And Dana killed three people. We're way beyond kindness. I'm not saying we all have to hold hands and try to work it out in some kind of kumbaya thing. It was abuse. It was horrible. Horrible abuse. And murder. They destroyed each other. What I'm saying is people run over each other every day. Sometimes we destroy each other and sometimes we just make somebody's day a little bit shittier. But it's all... Okay. If Trudy had tried, really tried, to see her daughter as a person and not an obstacle, it might have been different. Same for Dana and Clyde. <laughs> Dana and Olivia. Maybe even you and me. We could have been kinder to each other. That's all. Yeah, we shouldn't treat each other like shit. Agreed. And by the way, I was very kind to you. Extremely. You know, for a little bit there, that night, I thought it was going to be one hell of a first date story. What night? Drinks. Eureka. After Julie. I thought, well, hell, on our first date, we talked about objective truth. And then, aliens... It was a very stupid thing to say in front of a journalist, you have to realize. <laughs> but you gotta admit, it would have been downright charming to say we talked about objective truth on our first date. And here it is 12 years later, and we're just getting around to talking about where we grew up. I guess we could be kinder. Most of the time. Do you want to go on a date? Like an actual date. A movie or an art museum or... What do you like? Many golf? We've already slept together. And solved two elaborate conspiracies. We're due for a date. Casely, you are not picking me up at your ex's wedding. I absolutely refuse. At least wait until we're both back in Los Angeles. Damn. 
Well, I'm going to ask in Los Angeles. Great, but be forewarned, I will destroy you in mini golf. Do you want to go to Missoula with me? No, come on, I'm not a rebound case, Lee. Or a joke. I'm the real fucking deal, and you want to treat me as such. Brenda Bentley, except no substitutes. Damn right. You won't leave with me right now to get a coffee because you're making a moral stand? You won't come inside and dance with me, even to hear people count backwards? No, I'm trying to be serious. I have never felt about somebody the way I feel about you. And that goes for whatever feeling I'm feeling towards you in that particular moment. Well, call it, call it a mutual feeling. I suppose I can ask you again in LA. There's no rush, right? No ticking clock. God, I wish I could say I planned that. Let's go inside. Let's see our friends. Ms. Casely. Ms. Bentley. Counting down from ten to one? Oh, uh, yes, you do. Is something happening here? No? Oh, okay, yeah. You too. You keep me on my toes. Okay, so the song. If you could just drop in here. Aye, aye, Captain Rosalind Ursula. And Bia, you join on the chorus. I haven't rested my voice. I didn't agree Neither to... Neither did we, but here we are. That's life, right? Nobody agrees to it, and then you're there. By Jove, that's it. We face industries. Nobody agrees to it. And then you're there. I like the good people. Something to aspire to. Hmm. Friends, family, platinum-level donors, I wanted to wish Lorena and Teresa a very lovely life together. Something tells me you kids are going to make it. <laughs> As a longtime friend of Lorena and Teresa and a frequent Riffmo guest, I wanted to offer a toast in song. Well, I started writing this song after I... After I... Had a real fuck of a year. But that's New Year's. You get a new one. <laughs> you get a new one. to the future. Sit a spell and take it in Where we're going 
watch the lights spill through the door I haven't seen this was Arden Season 2, Episode 13, More Things in Heaven and Earth. And that's it for Season 2 of our show. Here are the many amazing people who made this season happen. Michelle Agresti. Omar Andrade. Mike Bash. Lenny Burnham. Caleb Del Rio. Christopher Dole. Mia Drake. Chad Ellis. Adam Emperor. Shannon Estabrook. Dylan Farr. Robert Fleet. Charlita Gaston. Bridge Gein. Sarah Gallup. Zach Grenier. Chris Hatfield. Libby Hill. Ernie Hurtado. Oscar Jordan. Jennifer Liao. Rebecca Metz. Daniel Mills. Tal Manier. David Mishmerheisen. Kirk Novak. Sersha O'Sullivan. Nelinda Palomino. Grant Patrizio. John Rail. Travis Reeves, Tracy Syed, Julia Shafini, Lindsay Syme, Julia Selden, Emma Sherjarko, Ptolemy Slocum, Brigham Snow, Allison Solano, Misha Stanton, Laura Stratford, Eric Morgan Stewart, Michaela Swee, Emily Vanderwerf, Benjamin Watson, Alex Welch, Sarah Ray Werner, Eliza Wheeler, Libby Woodbridge, Mara Woods Robinson, Katie Wright. Lindsay Zanna. There's always a different point of view. Yo! This episode featured the song City Spell, written by Laura Stratford and performed by the cast of Arden. You can find it on our soundtrack album. It also featured the songs The Water, Dream, Stephanie at the Dawn of Time, and Irresponsible by Love Axe off their album South Dakota. You can find it on all major platforms. 
Finally, it featured the song Baby to Bed, written by Christopher Hatfield and performed by Laura Stratford. This series is produced in Los Angeles County on the ancestral lands of the Tongva, the Taviam, and Shumash. Our website is ardenpodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter, Reddit, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. Rating, reviewing, and subscribing to this show on your favorite podcast platform really does help us out. Thank you so much if you're able to do that. And that's the end of our second season, everybody. We're hoping to be back a whole lot sooner for season three, which we're already thinking about and we'll start working on in earnest in early 2021. If you can support us on Patreon or buy some Arden merchandise, that will help us make season three that much more quickly. But we know how uncertain this time is and any support you offer is so much more than we ever could have hoped for. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts for your listenership, your hard-earned dollars, and your constant bothering of your friends to check us out. We'll see you all so soon. Found it! Mysteries abound. November 24th, 2004. Truly, mystery abounds. Oh my god, just play the episode. I'm Bob Hatfoot, and this is Mysteries Abound. Tonight, one of the most famous art heists in American history. Painted by the obscure artist Ronald Overton in 1917, a long summer's night disappeared from the Metropolitan Museum of Art in 1929. We have only a few replica sketches of it. No photos exist, save for one. Perhaps. It's the 4th of July, uh, right before so many of us were going to college, and we are wasted. My friend knew a guy who knew a guy, and whatever we got, it was good. Yeah, well, whatever we got must be why we forgot. This is Linus and Demi Callis. They're siblings. And in the summer of 2001, they took one fateful photograph. What was in that picture has haunted them ever since. We have one of those disposable cameras. Most are just teenagers being stupid. You can see my ass in at least three of them. Linus, we're on television. Oh, come on, they'll edit that out. But look at this one. You see that there in the background? Decide for yourself, viewers. Is this painting, seen in the background and partially blocked by two drunken teenagers kissing, really long summer's night? Or is it merely a convincing replica? Or some other painting entirely? Not even the callous siblings are sure. You know, if we knew where we took that photo, we could go back, but... We were too gone to remember (sighs) anything, and so... And so, this photo has become the most hotly debated item in the American art world. Was it Long Summer's Night? That's what we'll examine right after this short break. Arden also features Kate Comer, Griffin Newman, and no matter what, we're going to be back when you least expect it, gentle listeners. As always, our onset spiritual advisor was Ben Watts, who said, That's life, right? Nobody agrees to it, and then you're there. Join us next season for more adventures in Arden. Thank you, and good night.
the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. From the team behind the award-winning Best Fiction Horror Podcast, Nightlight. A new audio drama that brings the southern folklore of True Blood and the cosmic horror of Lovecraft Country to your ears. You don't hear that, do you? Afflicted is a tale of hoodoo, a demonic book bound in human flesh, and natural disasters that are anything but natural. Which grave did you get the dirt from? Which grave? Afflicted, a horror thriller audio drama, coming this Halloween thanks to our Indiegogo supporters. Subscribe now to get notified the moment the first episode drops. It's, it's the, the name. name.